It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, players? This is the Talk of Champions franchise player. Always. Boss player. Forever. Welcome in to another edition of Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast with me, Ben Garrett of the Ole Miss Spirit on three, and David Johnson of Inside the Rebels 247 Sports. It's been a big week in Ole Miss football fall camp. And this is what we do. We cover practice and we talk about games and developments with Ole Miss football, basketball, and baseball. But yesterday was a tough day. It was a tough day, and that's where we're going to start. We'd be remiss if we didn't start there. Luke Knox, former Ole Miss player, has passed away. Man, oh, man, yesterday was tough. It was. um, You know, you you find the news out, and the first thing we have to do is get the story out. You, You almost, like, shift into automatic mode. You know, it's just, okay, God, what happened here? You know, boom, boom, bam. Get the story out there. All the comments you can get out there on him. And, you know, then you just sit back and you go, oh, my God. You know, such a young, vibrant life from, from I got to tell you, just an all-American family. Wonderful folks. And, um, you know, after I got the story out, I, I picked my phone up and I texted my son, Eli, and I knew they were on the practice field and I knew he wouldn't be looking at his phone. I said, Luke Knox is dead. I guess they get off the field about 1130. He called me and he's like, Oh my God, what happened? What happened? And, you know, I told him we didn't know. And yeah, you know, just a sad, sad day. That's, that's all you can say. And not only, you know, did we know Luke and, we knew what kind of guy he was. You know, we knew his brother Dawson as well. And I can't imagine the pain, you know, that Dawson and his family are going through. And, um, you know, Lord knows we're praying for them. 
And, uh, you know, we wish them well as they get through this. I didn't know Luke outside of the um, short brief time that I covered him. We don't know exactly what happened. It doesn't really matter. Luke Knox isn't here anymore. And um, I think the outpouring of support from the Ole Miss family, but also from the FIU family and the football community, both college and professional writ large, it gave me real perspective about what we do. And I've talked about this before, how sometimes we can get wrapped up in the entertainment aspect of college football and just sports. And we dehumanize these people. And it's terrible, just absolutely terrible. The tragedy has to strike to give you some perspective. What we do is really, in the grand scheme of things, incredibly inconsequential. Just love because um, you don't know. You know, you had everybody from the Buffalo Bills to other NFL organizations. Right. Coaches all across college football. I, I mean, just a terrible thing. And, and I mean, you know, Luke had transferred to Florida International where a former Ole Miss defense coordinator, Mike McIntyre, um, is the head coach now. And, um, you know, you got you to gotta also feel for Mac and the FIU program because, you know, those kids are going to walk in that locker room every day and see an empty locker. And uh, it belonged to a very special person. And, you know, it, it, it's so funny. It's not funny. It's so ironic, you know, that it takes uh, it takes the death of somebody to fully appreciate them. I'm so sorry that it happened if they're going yeah. through it. Yeah. And, that I just... and, and, and you know what, not to cut you off, but, yeah. you know, Lane was asked about it today after practice. And, and I thought he brought up a very interesting point. You know, we all know Luke has former teammates on this Ole Miss roster. He's got former friends, very good friends on this roster. But, you know, you don't stop and think about everybody else's life, lives that he affected from the equipment room to the trainers to the secretaries. You're talking about her. It goes across a lot of different people. Here's what Lane Kiffin had to say about Luke Friday when he met the media. And then because we got a job to do, we'll talk some football. Here's Lane Kiffin. I imagine yesterday was a, a pretty tough day for the team with the passing of uh, the announcement of, of Luke Knox's passing. I know you released the, the statement on social media, but could you just talk a little bit uh, about him and what do you remember about him and what he kind of mentioned this program while he was here? You know, really neat kid. Um, you know, got to spend a lot of one-on-one time with him. Fortunate for that. Sometimes you don't, because you got so many players. Um, just happened to with him and, um, you know, and, very unfortunate. Thoughts and prayers are to the family and friends, which we're in the midst of a lot of that. Um, right here, even non-players that were close to him, office workers, equipment people. So um, he impacted a lot of people, um, probably more than he imagined. And you can see that by the reaction um, from so many people hurt. Let's play some football! Run right through the back of him! It's time now for Football Fix. 
what's known in football terms as a slam dunk. All right, David, there's no easy way to transition. we got to talk about some Ole Miss football practice. That's what we do every single day. Ole Miss is now nearing the end of its fourth week of fall camp practices. The season opener is right around the corner. What have we learned this week? Yeah, well, there are two big position battles going on. And I'll be honest with you, on defense, trying to figure out position battles um, is above me. It's beyond me. Um, there is so much talent on that defensive line and in the secondary. And they rotate it so frequently. It, it's hard to get a bead on, on who Partridge is going to put on the field first. Um, and depth charts for defense are kind of worthless anyway, because there are situations that you're going to have this player in or this player in. There are, uh, you know, down and distance factors to consider there are going to be a lot of Ole Miss Rebels play defensive football. We know that much. They're 10 or 11 deep up front. I'd say the secondary, 12 or 13 guys that they could play. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, they're going to play with six DBs. Yeah, I think they're 12 or 13 guys. Yeah, because they've got a full, there. solid two-deep depth charge. There's no doubt about that. Offensively, though, the two position battles – one we all know, which is quarterback. And, you know, regardless, Lane has not made a decision. Regardless of what you've seen or what you think, what we write, he hasn't made a decision. Uh, he says he'll it'll happen when it happens. Coach, how close do you think you are to naming a starting quarterback? I mean, it sounds dumb to say I don't know that, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, some days it's very close. Some days you, th you can think one, and some days you can think the other. So it'll happen when it happens. One more quarterback question uh, from me. What, what's, what's been uh, Luke Altmyer's biggest improvement from year one to year two? Confidence, which is <clears throat> would be expected for someone coming from their true freshman year. And, you know, if you're a backup to a pretty elite player, you know, you don't take a lot of leadership because you really can't. You know, you're the backup. So... Um, that's a natural progression, um, but he's done a great job of that and, you know, playing with a lot of confidence. As of right now, two guys are still duking it out. Jackson Dart, who I think is the odds-on favorite, and Luke Altmyer. Tomorrow's scrimmage will probably go a long ways. If it's a repeat of last Saturday, I don't see how you don't put Jackson Dart out there for the first snap against Troy. Maybe it's different tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be locked out of that scrimmage. So, you know, it'll be Monday before we get Lane's version of what happened. Uh, the other position battle, if you will, involves the offensive line. <clears throat> and, you know, Mason Brooks, big-time transfer. Look, everybody in the country, they were trying to get offensive tackles. That's not an exaggeration. Every no, single everybody. school that was really deep off in that portal market looking for players, they, they were all prioritizing offensive tackle, and Mason Brooks was among the most coveted of that group, of the most coveted group. Practically could have went anywhere. Anywhere. And this is not an indictment on Mason Brooks. All right, he gets a concussion or whatever it was. It's been termed as a quote-unquote minor injury. 
in last Saturday's scrimmage. I thought immediately, football, you couldn't lose your job because of injury, though. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> immediately, Jake Thornton flips Jeremy James from left tackle to right tackle. In comes Jaden Williams. Mm-hmm. Mason Brooks is back on the field. Full go. Not in a black jersey. He's ready to go. Jaden Williams is still at left tackle. Jeremy James is still at right tackle. Today, in the portions we got to watch, Mason Brooks was taking reps as the backup right tackle behind James and as a backup guard behind Eli Acker and Nick See, Brooker. That's the move we've been watching out for. They're easing him into guard. Well, that maybe. But, you know, I really didn't see – and we didn't see but four periods. But I never saw where Eli Acker felt challenged. He was going with the ones. Mm. Um, Nick Broker is not going to be challenged. We all know that. Jeremy James is not going to be challenged. The question then is, Jane Williams getting to that position like Jeremy James and Nick Broker where it's becoming obvious. Not to say he won't be challenged, but it's becoming obvious that he's going to be one of the guys. He's, he's big. He has, he has elite size and length. He plays aggressively, and he's smart. Um, I, I, I just I find it hard to believe Jake Thornton is going to find a way or a reason to remove Jaden Williams from starting at left tackle. So, you know, here you go. One of the most coveted transfer portal prospects may not start for Ole Miss. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, that's the shocker of fall camp. Nobody's going to be surprised when Lane steps to the podium and says Jackson Dart is going to be our starter or Luke Altmeyer is going to be our starter. The surprising thing to me, if you rewind three weeks ago, is telling me that red shirt freshman Jaden Williams is going to anchor the left side of the offensive line. Um, that's surprising. And he's going to beat out a, a highly thought of veteran. And also uh, re-displace, I know that's not a word, Jeremy James. I mean, it was just a foregone conclusion. He's that good. He's the best offensive lineman. You've called him the best lineman draft prospect that Ole Miss has. He's going to yeah, be the left Jeremy, tackle. Now he's right back at right tackle. That just speaks not to Jeremy, but to him, to Jaden Williams. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I think it really, truly does. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that irons out. Uh, I hate to try to be a fortune teller, but I think Jaden Williams starts against Troy. Uh, you know, look at it like this, Ben. That's almost been a week ago where – Mason Brooks had to leave, and Jake Thornton did some rearranging up front. You've practiced for a week, a solid week, with Jeremy James, who was going to be your left tackle, being your right tackle. That's a lot of wasted time if James moves back to left tackle and Brooks is inserted back at right. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. 
Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask Brian or Mason to tell them talk. Talk of Champions sent you because now Talk of Champions actually makes sense. Ole Miss Baseball won a national championship and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha Magnet planted right there on the driver's side door. They're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Contact them today, 662-234-8000. That's Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of the national champion. Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Ufi Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. 
Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Here's something that I heard a long time ago. We don't know what we don't know. Those problem areas or underperformance areas that crop up during the season and Ole Miss has to adjust. Has there been any, and follow me down this rabbit hole, has there been any red flags necessarily, or anything like that that popped up that goes, okay, that could be something that Ole Miss has to address, or maybe they're stronger there than we expected? Stuff like that, the things we don't know what we don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think at linebacker, you're going to end up going at least the first two on the field, Troy Brown and Austin Keys. Uh, I think they complement each other really well. And I think we're going to get better play out of those two than what we anticipated. Now, what their relief looks like, the backups back there, I don't know. You know, uh, I, I think SEC average. But I think Troy Brown and Austin Keys playing behind a really deep D line and in front of a really deep back end could have good years could have the need to make this an all-around really good defense. Um, you know, the, the red flag right now is punter. I hate to say it because Lane hates to punt, but uh, you have to sometimes. I'm and, glad we uh, finally dispelled of the bull crap national aggregate narrative that they found him at a frat house. They never found him at a frat house. I remember when he called me after he said that, and you went, yeah, Lane joked that they found him at a frat house. Then every single national outlet, including yeah. ESPN, jumps on that and says, oh, Lane Kiffin did the thing. I mean, he went down to Fraternity Row and found a punter. That's not what happened. But God knows our national aggregate media. They jumped all over it. And, uh, and I, you know, I asked the question. Yeah, you uh, did. So, so my voice has been on every national talk show across the country asking Lane about the punter. Sweet humble brag, David. It, it, everybody in the room knew he was joking. I mean, I knew he was joking. I mean, Except the I national joking. aggregate media. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right about that. Yeah. You're That's right. It. But we got to see Charlie Pollock in action. I mean, look, he had a full <laughs> ride to Nevada, and he ended up not winning the job as a and, true freshman. And how and did he, he look? How did he look? He left. He didn't. He went in the portal. No, how did Nobody he look in practice when you got to see him finally? Not that. Yeah, we seen him punt at practice. The oh. only time I've seen him punt is pre-scrimmage last Saturday. I guess. And? I guess he, he looked okay. You know. I guess. You know, if you want to, if you want a thirty-five-yard punt, I think Charlie looked okay. Oh boy! Now, listen, that's probably the first time he's kicked the ball, and Lord knows when. And, and, you know, he was probably tight. And, uh, you know, Lane made reference to they had to get Charlie in shape. So they did right it in five days, he looks like me. It would take me five <laughs> years. I told you on the phone, uh, I think you look, look a little better than Charlie right now. But Oh, thanks, uh, man. I don't agree, but that's very sweet of you to say. That's my birthday yeah. gift from David. There you go. But in all seriousness, punting could be an issue. It may not be an issue. I mean, but it could be. The How did we get there. here? Don't they have like a freshman Australian punter? The guy's injured. We've yet to see him on the field. 
Nobody's told us what it is. Uh, Does he exist? I've never talked to him, but I've seen him do a YouTube video. Because um, I'm still not convinced that Tyrone Pegram is a real person. Yeah, he's at Towson State. I told. Oh, him. that's right. That's right. That's right. Competing for the starting job, but um, I'm just saying it's like one of those players that you hear so much about, a name that you keep reporting and putting in reports, and we never see them. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. couldn't pick them out of a lineup. But Frazier Matten, Mateen, whatever his last name is, dude, I've never seen him. Never. I, I don't know much about him other than the whisper is he's injured. Okay. And, um, How? You know, what did he do? I heard it was a great white off the coast of Australia. Ate his oh, legs shit. Off. Really? No, man. Oh, God. You know, I have no idea. I do not know. Come on, man. If an old Miss player gets eaten by a shark, there's it's going to be everywhere. No, I didn't think he was eaten because we know he's a uh, no. I was just like, did he really get bitten like swimming or something? I don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe so, but I I, I don't know. How do you get hurt down in Australia? Is it different? I don't know. I'm just a North Mississippi idiot from New Albany. I don't know anything. Yeah, I think everything in Australia wants to eat you and kill you. That's what I'm saying. Breaking news: David Johnson's reporting. No, but old Mrs. No. Australian punter suffered not a short bite attack while surfing. That's not true. Not true. Well, the national aggregate media said that Ole Miss found its punter on fraternity rows. So anything can be anything these days. Okay. Okay. Right. Moving on. Next subject. Well, here's the question. I want to go back to linebackers. We're off on a tangent. Austin Keys and Troy Brown. Troy Brown being a starter is not a surprise. They brought him in from Central Michigan to start. Austin Keys coming off an injury, but the talent's always been there. Can you do it consistently and stay healthy? Ashanti Seastrunk not being uttered is surprising, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's had a bad camp at all, and I think he's going to figure into helping them there. Um, but, um, but you know, I mean, really and truly, I think Troy Brown and Austin Keys, the best my eyes can tell me at this point, have kind of been the standouts. Are they closer to Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson or Willie Hibbler and Taylor Polk? Ooh, man, what a question. Yeah. Yeah. Are they right there in the middle? Is this the the median average? I've seen enough practices Uh where a guy looks great at practice Uh and he wilts away in a game. Oh, yeah. So That's why Taylor Polk played. People can knock Taylor Polk, but – the reason why he played, there were more talented players in that position group. He was always exactly where he was supposed to be. Now, he would get beat, but he was at least where he's supposed to be every single time. True. Very, very, very true. Taylor's coaching football. Damn right. And uh, he's going to be a hell of a coach. I think it's somewhere in between, and, yeah. and I think it remains to be seen if they're closer to Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson or – Willie Hibbler and Taylor Polk. If they're closer uh, to Chance, Ro- Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson, Chance Benson, Chance Benson, I'm trying to do like one of those Benifer things. I can't combine them. Yeah. Stop, Ben. All right, if they're closer to that, this is a team that competes to go to Atlanta in the uh, college football playoff. Yeah, I agree because of the depth on the D-line and, again, the depth in the secondary. It's, it, it's incredible. Chris Partridge, I think, is a very hungry coach. I mean, and what I mean by that, he's hungry to be successful. You know, he's a boss on the field. If you ever watch him practice, Partridge is everywhere all at once. 
I mean, that's the kind of intensity he brings. Kind of like how he is as a recruiter and assistant coach, too. Yeah, that's just him. That's and, him. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've learned to have a little bit of a, a healthy respect for, for that kind of coach. I think, uh, I think he's going to do well as the defensive coordinator. I really and truly do. But um, linebacker, it will be interesting. But I think those are your two primary suspects, Austin Keys, Troy Brown, to be your starters. Hot take hotel. Could Chris Partridge have more upside than DJ Durkin as a coordinator for Ole Miss? Yeah, he's younger. He, well, he's younger. Yeah, that and his recruiting prowess. And these are his players. A lot of these are like players that he was directly, almost directly responsible for. Absolutely. Particularly Davis and Igbignosen. Yeah. Um, Tysheem Young, Tysheem Johnson. Um, Big time recruiter. And I think he's a big time football coach as well. So, what's the plan for the scrimmage tomorrow on Saturday? Well, I was thinking about going to the Confederate Cemetery and just peeking in, but I was like, well, they're inside vault. So, I couldn't see from there. So, uh, I mean, you just wait for the fallout. Honestly, if you want to play this game, David, there will be a gate open if you wanted to go and sit and watch, and no one's going to remove you. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Do you think Ole Miss would point you out, a coach, assistant staffer, an off-the-field staffer, recruiting guy, one of those yeah, bottom run guys? Would they point you out? Do you think they would remove you if they saw you? I've seen them do it. Uh, really? You know, close to the public scrimmages, media there. Uh, a guy sitting up at the top of the stadium all by himself. Yeah, they'll send someone up, see who you are, why you're there. Uh, I would expect nothing less of them. Okay, but if it was John Smith from Amory, I think they let John watch the scrimmage. He's just having a nice Saturday. Of course, if you were a spy from Memphis, they'd be pissed. How do they know? Unless they ask. I'm John Smith from Amory. Oh, okay, you're good. Well, they know you. They know you. I've been doing this a long time, Ben. We all have our ways. Every single end of practice week, I ask you, has your opinion changed at all, positively or negatively, about Ole Miss's final record in 2022? Has it changed this week at all? No. No, I kind of waffle a little bit. I picked them to go 10-2. and Um, Just because the natural nervousness of the season getting here, Mm -hmm. and uh, you're not picking them from afar anymore. I mean, like, you know, we play Troy two weeks from tomorrow. but, no, it really hasn't. I mean, I think if, if they stay healthy, if um, the quarterback situation is okay, they can easily win 10 games. I believe that. In my heart of hearts, I believe it. If they played um, Troy tomorrow, what would the final score be? 31-20, Ole Miss. All right, so in two weeks, what would it be? Probably 41-21, something along those lines. Ole Miss by 20, uh, which is pretty much where Vegas said it. I think maybe Vegas said it at 23, 24. Oh, yeah, I'm taking the under on that. That sounds more right for what we know about Ole Miss today than going, oh, yeah, Ole Miss is going to come out and go drop 60 on them and hold them to 15. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think you're going to see a 60 to 15 game. And, you know, you go, okay, what if Lane makes the wrong decision on the quarterback? And the guy that starts the game 
throws three interceptions in the first half, gives Troy three touchdowns. Yeah, but um, he could quickly rectify that. You could rectify it. I don't know how quickly. There are all kinds of scenarios, and the thing I keep playing out, and you and I both know this guy very well, their head coach, John Sumrall. John is a competitor. He lives for these kind of matchups. John uh, coached for – who did he coach for? Matt Luke here? Yeah, he was Matt. Yeah. There's been some yeah. turnover, my friend. Yeah, it has been. So, anyway, Matt Luke Harding, Ole Miss fired his buddy, Matt Luke. You know, John's got a chance to, you know, to to, to make all the headlines. Open Are weekend. you calling for a John Sumrall revenge tour? No, not doing that. I'm just saying that uh, John Sumrall will have Troy ready to play against Ole Miss. He will have them ready. Now, with that said, Ole Miss – Ole Miss's stable is 10 times bigger than Troy. There are thoroughbreds everywhere. And you ought to be able to absorb Troy's best effort and still beat them by three touchdowns. They got a little bit of intrigue recently. They got a quarterback battle going on, and now they've got a new quarterback to contend in that battle, Jarrett Doge, formerly yeah. of West Virginia. Yeah, and also in that battle is a four-star quarterback they got through the portal from Utah. They're going to have decent quarterback play, I would suspect. Breaking news. David Johnson is reporting. John Summerall is going to be rolling into Oxford on a revenge tour. I didn't quite say it that way. Got to watch out for yellow journalists. Like, I'm just trying to give the national aggregate media something to latch on to, like Obis getting his punter from Fraternity Row. True. Very Mm -hmm. true. Well, God be with the Knox family. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.